What's up, what's up, y'all? This is your host with the most, so have a toast. I am Lita Johnson, and this is the Five Little Sports Podcast. We got some things to, man, we got some things to talk about, man. Like always. Yes, yes, big breaking news here. Dylan Mills, three-star quarterback, told me uh, he has committed to Villanova. Um, I got the news. Uh, contacted him at his visit, which was yesterday, but I contacted him today, earlier today. And goodness, right now, this is a late night uh, podcast, a lot to talk about. The big thing is the 2018 team, this was the, I love answering Nova Nation, man. You know, anybody that gets ignorant now, you know, I don't be, you know, I see a lot, some comments I don't see, too. Don't blame me because I don't see comments. And, you know, the ones I see, you know, some of them I just ignore. Just as it is, man. I got to see which one lights my taste. But to compare, which is fair, because Nova Nation should know why I would say the greatest team, I feel like, in college basketball history, the greatest performing team, we can't say just on paper. Or, I mean, some teams have better seasons than, than don't win the championship. Some teams have better seasons, have good seasons, and then win the championship, but they didn't do it like Nova did it. That's what made 2018 different. Nova dominated. I mean, t- to be honest, the 2016 team had a great tournament. Do we understand right now what I'm talking about? Villanova's 2016 team had an unbelievable tournament. You I mean, people was wondering, was this the greatest college basketball game ever? This said, I mean, this is what was going on. This was the conversation. After that, the Chris Jenkins hit that shot. Uh, how good is this team? Is it is definitely one of the best. It was definitely one of the best ever. That 2016 team was one of the best ever. Archie Diakono, who was a high four star. Uh, everybody wants to know Daniel Sheffu. They was like 98, uh, rating a 98. They was almost five stars, not far from it. Chris Jenkins, high four star. Phil Booth, a high four star. Michael Bridges, a high four star. Josh Hart, a high four star. A good team all around. And you look on the bench of that team on 2016. Just one moment. You look on that bench of 2016, and um, you had Phil Booth, Michael Bridges, um, Daryl Reynolds. You know, good A, you know, Reynolds, you know, he did the dirty work. He's a, he's a good uh, three-star, you know, low three-star guy, but definitely did his job all the way to he, you know, when he played center his last year. Reynolds was one of those guys you needed, the, the stuff that's not in the stat sheet. And you had Booth, who, of course, had 20 points. Everybody, 20 points. Oh, man, Joe Barry was going crazy. He was, it was a good game all around. You know, North Carolina had a very good, talented team, very good, very good. Very evenly matched teams. It really had to be if Jay Wright could outcoach Roy Williams, and that's what happened. 
That's what their game was. All right, so now we go. What could be better than this team? Wow. Uh, we're trying to see if this is one of the best teams. It is one of the best teams in college basketball history. All those guys, people I heard one guy said, Chris Jenkins, senior year, he still averaged 13 points a game and shot 36% from three-pointers. Still was a guy that was you had to guard on, on the court. Chris Jenkins had a great bas- college basketball career. Just a real good team all around. And what could beat them? Not only did the 2018 team, it was better than 2016 team, it was double better. The, the next year, Spellman couldn't play because of, uh, you know, academic ineligibility, whatever they, the craziness of their rule and the whole situation of it was crazy. Uh, Josh Hart was there. Bridges was there. That DiVincenzo was there. That could, that would have, that team would have won a championship. There's no question. You still had your point guard. Bridges was there. Josh Hart was there, who was a player of the year candidate. That team with Spellman, with Spellman, that's how good Spellman was. He was a five-star center, one of the best centers, real covered it. NBA draft boards had him on there. And it's crazy I'll be hearing Twitter followers get on here and talk like they they don't even be knowing nothing. Like y'all be lying. For instance, one guy, listen, one, yeah, y'all lead followers. Stop leading followers. One guy said, because, you know, in 2018 coming in, people was like, man, you're talking about possibly the greatest team of all time. Oh, man, you're going too far. Nobody knew that team was going to be that good. Nobody was calling Jalen Brunson a player of the year candidate. One guy going to get on there with this long, y'all type for nothing. You get on there with this long, long thing and say, no, we all thought, you all thought, who was all y'all? For one, you're lying because nobody in, in Villanova even thought anybody was going to be a player of the year off of that team. No one did. And then if it was, if the fans did think, what does that mean if nobody, none of the analysts who are, who are calling them preseason player of the years think that? Nobody thought Jalen, nobody thought Jalen Brunson was going to be that. Nobody. No one thought he was going to be the player of the year. So everybody get out of here. I don't care what your your pipe dreams are. Your who, that never happened. All right? But that Villanova team turned out to be unbelievable, dominating everybody. They was clearly a mismatch for anyone. Then you're looking at the uh, the NBA. Dante DiVincenzo or, Mar- or Mari Spellman. Amari Spellman was always considered a, a prospect, just like Jalen Brunson, always considered, I'm talking about from high school, they were considered first-round f- prospects. But then, but then, you know, you give a Villanova, and then they look at the production, they're like, oh, well, he's not going to go here. Jalen Brunson won the, the title as a freshman, but his, his average was wasn't even over uh, 10 points a game. The second year, he averaged around 14, something like that, 14 points a game. Uh, nobody thought nothing. I mean, they still thought draft pick. They thought draft pick, second round. This is where he was going now. Spellman, second round. When he finally came and played, he wasn't even on. His first year, he was not considered before, and, and not until they won the national championship. Their first year through their whole year, he was off any draft boards. None of them. Then as soon as they won the championship, oh, they started seeing the 10.9 rebound. This guy, oh, he can hit the three-pointer. Oh, man, they was enticed by this guy. Yeah. 
Now it's then then DiVincenzo wasn't listen before the 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 championship, not even the tournament. If it wasn't for the championship, DiVincenzo would not have been considered a first round draft pick. He was on draft boards, not for that draft year. He was on for the next year, just like Spellman was. Now, after the championship, they're on draft boards. People got to understand, they had to earn that. Well, you're talking about a team that nobody said that that team was going to be what it was till it happened. So now, why I compare? Tyler Burton scored 19 points a game, seven rebounds, was a star at Richmond. TJ Bomber scored 16 points a game, was a star at Washington State. Lance Webb was a top 50 recruit. Why do I, do I put that and not talk about the two points a game that got everybody losing their mind? Then you're talking about Kentucky. That's all you got to say. Okay, you don't know what Kentucky, okay. You don't know what I mean by that? The people who's, oh, what do you mean Kentucky? Kentucky has nothing but five stars most of the time. Lance Webb was one of those high four stars that they got. There was no, he could never get no time. It was too many five stars in his positions. Look! Look at the rosters. Too many five stars was in his position. They was they they was guaranteed to start. That's just how it was. Cause that's what Kentucky lives off of getting those five star draft pick guy. Lance Ware was not considered a one and done. So he was definitely not going to get that time. Now you put him with Nova, who recruited him back in the day, before he even rose up draft boards. He wasn't even a top fifty guy. He was down below like one twenty something. He rose up. He was one of those high risers. Now you're looking at uh, Lance Ware now, and you're talking about, what are y'all talking about? Not scoring eight points a game 11, or 11 a game. This man was the high recruit. He, how many minutes has he gotten? How many minutes did Amari Spellman even get to get 10 and 9? Okay, well, he's going to get that before you even guess it. Amari Spellman was a top 25-star guy. Lance Ware was a top 50. Nobody's excited about this experienced guy who Calipari, even after averaging two points a game, called the leader on the damn team. You give this man minutes, it's nothing but constant production both on both ends of the floor. So you got that same player at the five that Spellman was able to be a rebounder and, can, and can, he just can't shoot. He's not going to shoot three points. He's going to be an aggressive inside player. Spellman could actually step back. He didn't play as strong as Ware. Is he better than Spellman? No, no, Ware is not better than Spellman. No. But he can definitely, definitely be an impactful player. A real good player. You're not going to compare. Spellman was different regardless. There wasn't too many centers even at that time. You know, maybe Cat was. considered a player when he came out, but before Cat, we're talking about Cat, Car Anthony Townsend. Centers weren't common, even when Spellman was shooting. They were not common at the five and shooting three-pointers. Spellman was like a different type of player. There were no centers. You can count on your hand on how many centers, on two fingers, how many centers. Spellman was a different breed. Where's a straight inside post player like Tyson Chandler. You want to, you want me to compare him to some of Tyson Chandler? Very, very similar, just Tyson was taller. Whereas he can go uh transition, he's fast. 
He can jump out the, out the gym, long arms, stays energetic, stays with energy, gets people, you know, he got the, the Dada energy, Dimeir Cosby Roundtree, that type of energy. So he's going to be contagious. He That's why I say he's the X factor because while everybody's being scores, Burden, 19 and 7. Bamba, 16 points a game, shooting good from the three-point line. Hakeem Hart, 11 points, five rebounds. You know, a guy that can pass with a 11-5-4 type of guy. These are the guys they got. And you still got Justin Moore coming back. You know he can average 17, 18, 19 a game. Where do we want to go? Where do you want to go with that? What he's average, you know, in his career or what he can average? We know what he can do. Eric Dixon, what did he do last year? Okay, that's it. So you're putting all these guys before Villanova 2018 team started the season. Nobody was averaging like the guys they got now. Nobody, what did Bridges average when he came in? What did Brunson average when he came in? What did Spellman, Spellman was a freshman. Um, Eric Pascal. What did these guys average coming in? These guys have already tasted being leaders of a team by themselves. None of these guys had that before. The guys on 2018 did not have that. They had to play together, you know, um, get their chemistry. But these guys have. You bring all these guys who have already, they don't need no discipline because they've already, they're seniors. They did. Guys have already played and been very, very productive. We're not talking about four guys that scored 11 a game. We're talking about a guy that was a star for Richmond. Almost went to the NBA. Bomba also trying out for those 16 a game. Hakeem Hart, another guy. They're not only playing. They're not just playing. They're not coming in as a redshirt sophomore. They're not coming in as a redshirt freshman. They're not coming in, you know, like a junior. They're not, com- they're not coming in like that. They're coming in. The guys have already done it multiple times, multiple years. Justin Moore has done it. He's been there. Eric Dixon's done it. He's been there. The young guys who you're looking at, um, like Jordan Longino, Jesus. I mean, some of these guys, you put Longino in housing, you could put them on the 2016 to 2018 team on the bench. On the bench. They could score anything that Booth was doing. Anything that any of them, listen, they could do anything they was doing. In 2018, the bench players was DiVincenzo, super guy, <laughs> super electric. But then you still had Colin Gillespie and Dada. Dominic Cosby Roundtree. Samuels was hurt. But those three guys on this team, whichever way it goes, it's going to be two guys that are super productive. If you sit there and you think of the lineup that has Eric Dixon, that has Hakeem Hart, that has Tyler Burton, that has TJ Bomba, and more, that, that's what some people are saying that the lineup's going to be. On the bench, you still got Lance Ware. You still got Mark Armstrong. You still got John uh, Jordan Longino. You still got Brendan Housen. You still got Archie Diacono. You can say how good they are, not all you want, but these guys have experience. Trey Patterson and the Joker are juniors. Did they have that even that that type of experience? Just sitting on the bench. Twenty eighteen. Did you have guys that was juniors that were top fifty recruits that hadn't even got any time yet? Who you just talking crazy about? Oh, they're not good, but they're still top fifty recruits. Did they have guys that was top fifty recruits just sitting there that you didn't believe in? Then you got Longino, who you know is a killer scorer. Then you got Housen, who you know is a killer shooter can score. 
you can say what you want about him last year. They also had double-figure games last year, How Longino. But you know, he was dealing with being hurt. Now he's back healthy. Housing's back healthy. Say what you want about Archie Diakono. He's a 38% shooter. Did they have anybody sitting on the bench that you didn't believe in? <laughs> they shot 38% from three. So that's three guys that, you know, some people are like, oh, who are these guys? Well, that's what they are. Look at what they are. Now you're talking about Longino and housing who are going to be killer scores off the bench and you still got five other guys plus where so that's three guys it's really nine guys at a total every time on this team that they got you can say what you want their experience Archie Diakono has had the time in the Olympics and on the court say what you want he shot 38% now go to the team I said they'll have Mark Armstrong Justin Moore Starting, Lance Lance Ware in the middle. Eric Dixon at power forward. Tyler Burton at small forward. You can have Hakeem Hart and Bamba off the bench and X out any, any type of bench. It's not going to have that type of experience, that type of production with two guys like that off the bench. It's going to be a total mismatch. Then you go to, because I didn't even talk about Mark Armstrong off the bench on the other team because to me this is the team, but you see they have at least – now, let me let me finish. The team that they have, I just said, Mark Armstrong, Justin Moore, Tyler Burden, Eric Dixon, and Lance Ware. On that bench, you got Hakeem Hart, TJ Bomber. You got Joy Longino and Brendan Housing. That's that's your nine. That's your nine. But you still got the 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 two they don't believe in, the two that some don't believe in, Trey Patterson and Nana Njoku, guys were top fifty recruits, and they only got how much time did them play? And they just they're just total bus, <laughs> not even above seven minutes a game, total bus. Nobody's worried about them. Well, you know that, but that's a good thing because other teams might think like that too. Like it's gonna be one of those teams. It's gonna be real hard. You got three guards off the you got three guards off the bench in Archie Diakono, Longino, and Housing, who you can say people can say what they want, but they all have experience <laughs> on the floor, being productive. Hakeem Hart, TJ Bomber, both have experience on the floor. Trey Patterson played in the Olympics. He didn't like he's just been sitting around not developing. And then the joke, man, the coaching staff raves about him so much. Jay Wright and Kyle Neptune all like Trey Patterson. Like this team is built just like 2018, except you know with the transfer portal. You know exactly what these guys have brought in. I mean, think about, I don't think Jay Wright even wanted to mess with the transfer portal as much because, I mean, it's so much you have to do. You got to stop guys from from leaving and you got to reel guys in. I mean, I don't think he was ready for the NIL or none of that. He just saw everything coming. He saw it all coming and he jumped out of the game. I think he's, he don't even want to stress no more. I think he really don't want the stress of coaching no more. It's just, he saw what was coming and ran for the border. But, you know, Howard and them are ready for this. And they brought in guys who are ready. You're not, you're not wondering what the DiVincenzo is going to score. No matter how much, you know, faith you got in his talent and what he did in 2017 before 2018, 
you know exactly what Bamba's going to bring you. You can, you can, you think what you think you're going to be Joe Cremo? No, this is Bamba. Totally different player. Totally different go getter. You see it. Then you like, oh, you don't believe in him? Well, believe in Hakeem Hart. You don't believe in him? Believe in 19 point a game, Tyler Burton. Which is probably the, the biggest get for them to get because it was such a last minute. They had already got, I kind of saw something coming. I didn't know what we're seeing Julian Phillips and, you know, they were they were looking at him. They were looking at somebody. They were, you know, uh, Diangu, Isaiah Miranda. They were looking at somebody, another body to add. And, man, getting Tyler Burton, uh, another killer with Justin Moore. I mean, okay, you got Bridges and you got Brunson. And then, okay, let's see DiVincenzo, okay? Those are three killers scoring on their team in 2018. Now you got more Bamba. <laughs> Listen to me, more Bamba and Burton are already the killers. But you still got Mark Armstrong and Hakeem Hart. You still got Longino on there who can eat you up. He's not a freshman. It's not like bringing in Colin Gillespie and Dada. These guys are, Zantino's a junior. Brendan Howes improved when he was a freshman what he can do. You have to bring these guys off the bench? Do you know how hard it's going to be to guard Villanova? The only guy who can't shoot on your rotation, not even at a decent angle, is where. He's not going to do it at all. And Njoko out of high school can, was, was working on their three. We don't know how good he's got now, but Njoku wants to shoot their three. And, and Patterson can shoot it. So this is a different squad, man. There's no freshman on this squad, except for Dumont. And Dumont's not going to get – I'm just waiting to see what happens and how they do this, but Dumont's not going to get any time. Dumont's not – it's no freshman. It's nothing but experience on this team. You know, Housing at least plays a freshman, and he was a productive freshman. So was Armstrong. So you don't have your average two sophomores coming back. And then your juniors are all experienced. They've been around the Final Four. They've been around experience. Like, and they're not just guys. They're not walk-ons. They're, these are guys, like I said, they were highly coveted. Patterson and Njoku were not. They weren't even. I could see if they was ranked 123 or something, or 100. They, these guys were top. They were top 50 recruits. Crazy, like this team is that good. Now everybody's talking about the coach. I hear people, oh, the coach. What about the coach? What about the coach? Oh man, the coach. If he's not Jay Wright, y'all are so disrespectful, man. Like you, you can't compare last year and say he did bad. Like that, that was a gamble team anyway. All you had to do was show the effort and how he coached. And he did. Moore showed his difference when he came back. They had injuries. They needed more. If they had more, they would have been a 21 team. They probably have been in a tournament as a, you know, a different type of seeded team. It would have been like, you're probably in the, what, 10th seed or something like that. You know, I, they would have got 20 to 21 wins. Villanova would have been in the tournament. If, if Justin Moore was healthy, Villanova would have been a different team. No question, man. So, um, now this team is fully ready. I don't see how people, how do you, oh, that was a great team. Well, I'm saying on paper, I say on paper, 
they're not even – I'm not saying that this team is going to be the 2018 team. I said on paper they have the talent to be just as good as 2018. They have everything it takes. One person said, oh, coach. I said, oh, that's kind of messed up. He's uh, Jay Wright's assistant coach. Like, they don't even deserve Neptune. Like, when Neptune does good, it just seems like some people should throw in their, their Villanova. You know what I mean? Like, no. Last year was a hard year because nobody was used to Villanova losing like this. They, they weren't used to them having this type of struggle. You know what I mean? Then then you saw the the hope and what they was. But it is what it is. You have People have to open up their eyes. Even me. Oh, this was a hard task for him. He Neptune really had to work hard. All the way to the off season, from the start to the all. I mean, he never. Now he's putting his foot more firm into the program. He has a. He has a. Uh, it's set up to next year when guys are leaving because a lot of them are leaving. You can bring in the young talent. You can bring in uh, transfers now because you landed transfers. So you can bring in some of the top transfers because you landed transfers. So this is um, comparing 2018 to this team is only on talent and on paper. People losing their minds, losing their minds, man. So like, oh God, you got to stop it. What are you t- on paper? Yes, With, on paper that can be judged. That can be judged. Effort, no effort. All you got to do is have a talented team. There can be a lot of teams in the in the nation right now. Like coming in the next year, all the talented teams, Kansas, they can say that about Kansas. They could they could be a Villanova type team, but the reason why this is relevant, I am a Villanova writer. So I'm comparing that team. But any team that's talented, talented and deep, can be compared to a Villanova on paper. On paper. You now if you go in there and blow everybody out by ten points and I mean twenty eighteen was just taking people out. And the major thing I also got to say is that Villanova does experience players. DiVincenzo was a sophomore. He, he was a redshirt sophomore. How about it, before DiVincenzo came in and was hurt? And you say, well, who is this guy? He's not going to do good. Well, he's, he ain't even came in. He can't even be healthy. What about that? Eric Pascal, what if people judge him like they're judging Matt Ware right now? I mean, Lance Ware, Matt Ware. Matt Ware was a cornerback for, for the Eagles. What if people was judging them like that? Landswear, top 50 recruit, only got <laughs> no minutes, comes in there, always does his job. If you look at his highlights when he was at Kentucky, what he did, you would want a guy like that and give him the ball more with his athleticism. His energy, give him the ball more. And that's going to happen at Villanova. He's definitely got that's That's the crazy part. Like, if you look at any – one thing about people, you say, oh, man, he, uh, he would have went somewhere else and started. I said, I'm thinking to myself, well, out of all these guys, where's the only one who didn't get the time? So why wouldn't – that would be a big promise from Villanova. Oh, you're going to get starters time. You didn't get it at Kentucky, you're going to get it here. That's what reels somebody in. So there's no way they would put a 6-7 powerful. They wouldn't even want to go get Lance Ware. And then the point guard. I mean, 
that 2022 class was very important to obtain. After the season, the big pandemonium was, is Mark Armstrong going to transfer? Is Housing going to transfer? So if people think that they're getting transfers, you argue like they wouldn't bring them over. Why wouldn't, why would they put Armstrong on the bench? Why would they put him on the bench out of anybody? When the, the, I remember after the season was over, Armstrong is the, uh, it's in his hands, uh, the program's in his hands. What the heck? You can easily, when you can easily put Bomb there to get time with Villanova, you can easily put Hakeem Hart to get starters time. They're going to get all types of time. It's going to be times some people don't get. There's going to be times that where don't get a lot of time. Not most of the season, but sometimes they're so deep that they can just throw somebody. It's going to be time that Joku gets a couple, a couple of games. And Joku and Patterson are going to learn from this season from the guys that were attained in the transfer portal to help them progress next year. You got a, a big class that could come up next year, no question. Um, that's if they can get them. I mean, we'll see what happens. But if we're looking at next year's team, um, Armstrong, I think, stays. I think Housing and Armstrong will come to shoot just uh, the, the backcourt next year. Um, it's a chance he could leave, but we'll see what happens. But, but Mark Armstrong is going to be a junior. He'll be going into that. I think he'll be a first-round pick in 2025. Um, but Armstrong and Housing should be the guys. Then you're talking about a front Patterson. It's his time to start. That is it, and it is all. He will be the power forward. The Joker will be the center. He's with two highly coveted players. <laughs> two highly coveted players. I mean, this guy actually reclassified Patterson. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. Either Patterson and the Joker get that that their starting time next year, or they're going to transfer both of them. I think they're both transferring next year. I think if they don't start next year, they get a transfer. Um. But that's just that's real. I mean, the staff has already invested in them, and they already believe in them. But so after that, even after that, if they that's another big reason. If they don't start next year, the the, the promises and the the love and the, the confidence they they got they're out of here. Can't break a promise. So so now you look at those two guys, and you look at who would start at small forward. That's the thing. Would it be Longino? Will Longino be that guy? And I'm looking at the team next year. That could be the team. Longino could be the small forward position. I mean, then you bring in your um, your freshmen to see if they play. I mean, think about it. If it's what I say, Khalid Williams right there will be the next in line to start for Villanova. Um, Dumont has a, a spot right there. But if you, get, you got Jaden Glover too, so there's two guys. Uh, that could possibly start at the small forward position because Lantino is going to be a senior. So is Patterson. So is Njoku. So now you got the other young guys who are going to learn on the bench. This is different. You know, Jay Wright has his way of letting people develop, but in this instance, it could be different. You know, it could be, just, just think about it. Khalid Williams, Jordan Dumont, Jaden Glover, Christian Bliss, Curtis Givens third. And Sir Muhammad would just think if in between their line, you got those guys. That is a real, that, that, that's a, that's a unit. 
And they're probably going to go in the transfer portal and go get a big man. Like a backup big man or something. I mean, it's really because they need they need a backup guy next to the joke. Or they don't get that. You know, once all those guys leave, you still got Sir Muhammad. You still got, I mean, it, it is, it's going to be something to see who commits. If it's a four or five man class in 2024, uh, I talk with Will Riley. The interview should come out soon um, for 247. 2025 is looking uh, it's it's looking even higher ranked. They're looking to put all their cards in on this season and being having a good season and they're getting a bigger class. Villanova, I don't know. I ain't gonna say they're going they're title contenders. I said final four for sure. I just don't see too many teams that's gonna be ready for the tournament like them with the talent they have and the competition they'll face in the big east, they're gonna be ready. And I still think that's a that's a final four team. Um, last year it was um, if, if Neptune could could have caught up, yeah, that could have happened. But this year looks loaded, loaded in experience. So if they if they at least just go to the Great Eight, they can go to the Sweet Sixteen next year. They're gonna get a class, a good class. The interesting thing is, is it going to be Cooper? Will they get Cooper flag? I mean, I even asked about Cameron Boozer. And, listen, they're recruiting. They're recruiting. They're going to go for him. Uh, right now, the guys they like is Harwell, Malik Thomas. If they can get that backcourt. But then you still got Will Riley. That's another guard. And Dante Allen all on that. They're looking to get a guard. Who's going to commit? Will they be able to get Malik Thomas? Maybe not. Will Riley's on hand. Will they be able to get Isaiah Hardwell? Maybe not. Dante Allen's still there. So they're, they're reaching high. Cooper Flag right there. Man. Cooper Flag. Can they somehow get Cooper Flag? One thing's for sure. They're into one and dones. So this, that's never going to be, oh, I want to come in. Okay, you can start right away. That's, that's going to be a talk. It's going to have to be new stuff now. Villanova's looking uh, very, like, a lot of schools like them, and it's, it's a different approach. You know, you can get what you want. You know, Jay Wright was putting the law down. He looked, no, I'm not getting them. I'm still going to win. <laughs> but I ain't, no, you want to come here and work. You know, um, but freshmen can get time now, like real time, time. Now with Neptune, and you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this team go, really does. So I'm out, y'all. It's Lita Johnson. Um, just wanted to come, like I said, Dylan Mills committed to Villanova. Big, big commit for them. Three-star quarterback, line, loading up their um, their all-star. I mean, they have a quarterback room with uh, Jake Ryder, Jack Ryder from last year. Then you still got a uh, Tanner Maddox. Very, very good to have this this quarterback room. Dylan Mills is a very, very good get. They're going to have a competitive quarterback room, and it's not going to be nothing, you know, that um, takes away from the depth of their quarterback room. Who knows if they get another one? They could possibly get another quarterback. We're going to see how this goes. Just like I said, the two guys I I, I think Chase Reagan is the next one. Um, Safety commit 2024, a safety guy uh, 2024. He was like um, Villanova's his top school. Um, but after Dylan Mills' visit, boom, I knew it. It was going to be right in the wall. Chris Bowden made a good, good um, relationship with him. 
this is going to be real huge for Dylan Mills. Real huge for him. Um, here comes Villanova. So I'm out, y'all. Is it Johnson? Final leader. In the some everlasting, some everlasting.